of Worship, your source for commentary and discussion on worship, theology, and culture. I'm your host, Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Hello and welcome to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones here discussing with you matters of worship, theology, and culture. And uh, very excited about today's episode because I am going to be talking about something that is very important to me, and that is the Holy Spirit. Uh, Many of you have heard me refer to the Holy Spirit as the forgotten God, even in charismatic contexts where you might think there would be an overemphasis of the Spirit. And at certain times there certainly are, but uh, the Holy Spirit seems to be diminished and, and forgotten, if you will. Sometimes the Holy Spirit, I think, um, we, we feel like has a corner on the market of spontaneity. And if it's not spontaneous, then it's not the Holy Spirit. That is false. The Holy Spirit is the comforter, the helper. He is the ambassador and representative sent to us from the Father, from Jesus Christ as well. And so I am going to be talking today about the preceding spirit. And it is an analysis of Jesus' promise in John fourteen fifteen through 31. And so as I discuss this, I hope that you will learn something and that this will be life-changing to you in some way. So John's gospel communicates that prior to Pentecost, the Holy Spirit had not yet been freely given to God's people. That's John 7, 37 through 39. In other words, there's a chronological order to Trinitarian work. Uh, The Son proceeds from the Father and the Spirit from both the Father and the Son. This is why in the New Testament, when you read any sort of reference to Trinitarian work, there is a Godhead order. It's not a hierarchy, but it is a Godhead order, Father, Son, and Spirit in that order. And so it sort of drives me crazy when I hear a song discussing the Trinity that does not have that order. It is not... um, uh, you know, it's not her- heretical or anything like that, but it does drive me a little bit crazy. Um, all three members of the Godhead are in agreement with such work as the one triune God. There is one God, three persons, okay? And so as such a chronological order exists, then the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is dependent on Jesus' be- uh, death, burial, and resurrection and his ascension. In particular, without the cross, there would be no Pentecost. Jesus' ascension is deeply tied then to the coming of the Holy Spirit. So John's gospel includes a farewell discourse by Jesus. Uh, you could consider that in John chapters 14 through about 16. And, and in 14, 15 through 31, Jesus promises the Holy Spirit, who is not a lesser role than Christ, but is in fact a unique role. Because his mission is, is equal to that of Christ. The Spirit is an ambassador and representative of Jesus sent by the Son to continue his work among his people. When we send an ambassador from the United States to another country, what that ambassador says and does is equal to the entirety of the United States. That person is an ambassador. And so when he says something, that word, that text that he says, carries the same weight as, let's say, our president. John's gospel is more uh, more than the others, explicitly references uh, not only Christ's deity, but his co-equality with the Father, and also the unique work of the Holy Spirit. 
And in Jesus' farewell discourse, uh, this could be seen as not a formal goodbye, but rather as the promise of presence. While Jesus would be lifted to the heavens in his flesh, the Holy Spirit, an ambassador for Christ, would continuously dwell among his people. And so Christ's work continues. Amidst his promise of the Holy Spirit, Jesus promises his disciples that although he is leaving, you probably hear my puppies in the background. They're barking in another room. (laughs) Uh, Continuing, uh, perhaps Jesus' words extend a solid support of comfort. And although Christ, in other words, although Christ would be absent from the earth in his flesh, his ambassador equal to him would continue his work among his people. And Jesus' discourse should be comfort for the people of God because it's more than a goodbye. He offers a gift, his counterpart and representative on earth. And so the heart of Jesus' farewell discourse in John's gospel advances Trinitarian theology with a focus on the Holy Spirit who proceeds from both the Father and the Son. With his words, Jesus points his hearers and his readers to not only his co-equality with the Father, but also his juxtaposed work with the Spirit. On the surface, Jesus conveys comfort to his disciples by assuring them that his absence does not mean abandonment, because he would send the third person of the Trinity on his behalf. Jesus' explicit reference to his and the Father's work give not a hierarchy, but a trajectory of the Godhead order, work which is accomplished in the power of the Holy Spirit, through Christ the Mediator, to the glory of the Father. And in John's text here, Jesus offers a farewell, but on a deeper level, gives the essence of Trinitarian work with special attention to the Holy Spirit. So John's gospel focuses uh, more deeply on Jesus' divinity than the other gospels. And similarly, Jesus in this discourse focuses on Trinitarian work by promising to send the Holy Spirit to his people. And what a comfort that we today have the power of the Holy Spirit. That Jesus' representative is literally with us. No figure of speech The representative, the ambassador of Jesus Christ is with us right now. I hope you're comforted in that. I hope it helps you in your day-to-day activities and in your Christian faith as we are comforted by the Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones.